0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cousin Cast. I'm Jackson Finch, and Peyton Taylor sitting across from me. We hope that you guys had a good Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. We, uh,
1: a lot of good football.
0: Yeah, football. for sure. I mean, we have college football. I guess it would have been Friday. Do we have to play Friday?
1: Uh, Yeah, we have games Thursday, Friday, Saturday,
0: Sunday. Monday, yeah. So they played last night. But, yeah, we hope you guys did had a really good Labor Day. Hopefully you had... We had a four-day weekend here at Northeast, but if you just had a three-day weekend, that's fine too.
1: Yeah, guys, uh, we hope you enjoyed your limited weekend. Uh, it, it, nice, uh, nice intro back. You know, like I can't, we can't say it enough here. We're excited that football's back. Uh, you know, obviously, w- you know, we really enjoyed the content we were putting out during the off season. We think we put out some great content, but it is nice to actually have some, you know, some current events going on that we can talk about and not trying to speculate for the future. We got plenty to talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of uh high school football and a lot of college football today because you know obviously two local things that uh college football kicked off this week for the mississippi teams and then uh high school just finished up their second week and there's been a lot of crazy things we might even get to some juco after a wild wild week in that, the ACJC it was
0: crazy well i mean we were we were sitting up there in the booths just getting updates after updates of who was winning who was losing it's just making my mind blow uh,
1: absolutely it was a crazy week and you know jump right in Let's jump into JUCO real quick and yeah, mention that because that. it was such a wild week. Uh, Northeast opens up with Southwest, um, and was up. I believe we were up th- ten to nothing at halftime. Yeah, or and, ten to know, three, something like that. To, yeah, it was uh, Northeast. It seemed like I had the, the you know the hand the game in hand as long as everything went right, and then just like last season, uh, Northeast led by ten at the half, I believe. Might have even been 20-7 last year. But Southwest makes a furious comeback. They get the run game going in the second half. They take the lead 13-10. to Northeast gets a stop on D, drives all the way down, kicks a field goal, goes to overtime. And then in overtime, uh, Sean Dalton Weatherby, freshman from Thrasher in his first career game, walks it off with a one-yard run. Uh, great story for him to start off his game, local uh, local, uh, Prentice County uh product and you know Northeast starts 1-0 which is uh, you know awesome I couldn't say that last year when I worked here but it's awesome to be able to say that this year Uh,
0: I I expect Weatherby to eventually be the every down back
1: Uh, you know Jackson it was a was a state championship uh, state champion uh, running back for Louisville last year when they won 4 A, and then you know the, uh, the coaches said they want to get Crawford more involved as well who was a thousand yard back for Charleston Mississippi last year so plenty of talent but Weathersby definitely looked like the better runner, and I think it was because, uh, you know, the line obviously had a lot of freshmen. You know, I think they played pretty decent for some freshmen, but obviously there were mishaps, were missed assignments at points. You know, Jackson, he ran horizontally a lot. You know, and he made some good plays, but at the same time, with an offensive line that's still in their first game, learned as, to be a cohesive unit. It fit Weathersby to just run up field yeah. and get as many yards as you can, pushing forward. Uh, you know, first carry went 64 yeah. yards for a touchdown. Obviously, very, very impressive. And uh, you know, but that's that's not the crazy part about it. What, ha- what what was crazy about the MACJC and the NJCAA this week was all the upsets. Start right off by. Uh, you know what some people, especially in the area, could have considered a minor upset. Uh, Pearl River taking down ICC at ICC, long trip for Pearl River, but they they went back home uh, Thursday the night victorious.
0: Uh, I mean, anytime ICC loses, is a good day for Northeast fans. Absolutely. You know, what a- absolutely. I mean. you,
1: know uh, you know, there's not
0: much joy. Uh, the the joy of a Northeast win and an
1: ICC loss are hand in hand. They're yeah, right they're there great. together.
0: And especially when they come on the same week. I mean, it's just double the fun.
1: But, you know, uh, in all seriousness, you know, ICC only lost by four to what seems to be a pretty good Pearl River team. You know, so this is not doomsday by any means for ICC. But I am expecting, uh, after this week, I'm expecting a very, very good ICC-Northeast um, rivalry matchup this year. Yeah, for sure. Really they,
0: they seem really even, ma- evenly matched, as they do every year for the most part. But yeah. this game – it looks like both teams are kind of finding their way a little bit, even though ICC did lose. They had a close loss, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that week. Of course, the Tiger, uh, the Indians travel to Boonville this
1: year. Be really good after last year's game that went to overtime. ICC won it walk all fashion last year, but moving you know into the top teams, two of the biggest upsets. Uh, you know, East Mississippi, Buddy Stevens, defending national champions, lose first game to Heinz. And Hines not a bad football program, but to write off defending your national championship to lose to Heinz, that's just a a dagger. Not a dagger for their season necessarily, but it's going to make it very, very tough for them to get back in the national championship conversation. They're going to have to run the table and probably get some help.
0: I mean, who even had a many thought in their head that Heinz was going to be East Mississippi, Hans Community College. It you seems think that like... probably that's the only one? If I had to guess, I mean, there's, you just did not see that coming at all. They were, I mean, they were number one in the nation. Were they not? Yes, they're number one. Hans was not ranked, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah,
1: receiving votes. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you that don't happen often in any in any sport, not just college, you know, JUCO college football. For something like that to go uh, to happen on week one of this season, that just kind of tells you the crazy season that probably is about to unfold. You know. The
1: biggest upset, though, besides East, and I think this was the bigger upset to me, Kahoma beating Jones. You know, Jones, number four team in, in the country, uh, lost by one score to East last year in a game that, if they'd have won, they could have been heading uh, to play for the national championship against Garden City. And then they lose to Kahoma, eighteen to ten, who didn't win a single ball game last year. Lost to a 1-8 Northeast team last year by one score, and they somehow pull off an upset, you know, depending on what they do with it. This could turn the tide on a Cahoma program that has not been very stellar as of late, to say the least. But, you know, a win like that, if you couple that with just a couple more wins, I can give you a big jump in recruiting. If you recruit that hard enough – this could be a turning point to get Cahoma back to f- competing in football uh, much better than they have been in previous
0: seasons. I don't – that was a great win by Cahoma. Oh, it was absolutely. an outstanding win. But I'm just not ready to go out there now and just say, you know, well, Cahoma, it's on the rise. Well, I, I can believe it's on the rise, but you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. I'm not saying yeah.
1: – I'm not saying this is the start of some, you know, amazing turnaround, but – at the same time, this is the these are the wins that you look for as a program that's been struggling to build momentum off. They got that win. Now they have to build on it and not let that momentum fall flat. Otherwise, this is just a, a Cinderella one week mm. Cinderella that
0: you know they crash back down to earth. And it speed. really, it really didn't even look like they you know built up to that win. They no. just won. They just came they out. They just we flat win, out won. And they, I mean, but you can see, you see some teams, you know, take steps. We're building steps. We'll win here. We'll win there. And then, boom, the big one. Ole Miss, they, Ole Miss
1: with Freeze is a prime example. Yeah. Win six games first season, seven games next, and then nine wins, and then ten wins.
0: This is not that scenario. No,
1: this is just, hey, let's just drop in and beat the number four team in the country.
0: And they did just that. You know, uh, well, do you know the final off the top of your head? Of that game? Yeah. 18-10, to 10, Oklahoma won. Beat so it was a low-scoring game, but, I mean, they won by more than a touchdown.
1: And I think that's surprising to me because Jones had a very good offense last year. You know, surprising to me that they uh, were able to hold uh, Jones to ten points, and uh, you know, and you know, we don't know the story. We weren't there to watch that game, but it's still, You can say, "Oh, there's a fluke involved," and that's fine and all, but you got to give credit where credit is due for them to beat a team that's a, sto- a storied program as Jones, especially how competitive Jones has been in the last decade. You know, give Oklahoma every bit of credit. They if they obviously did something to deserve that win. Moving, let's move now into high school. Two weeks okay. down. You know, we thought about talking about last week, but then you're only one weekend in high school, so all you can say is, well, this person beat this person. That's all you can really say. Yeah. Now we're two weeks in. We're getting a little bit better of an idea. And let me tell you, there's there's a little bit of craziness going on. Obviously, the big upset from this uh, last week, after Louisville lost to Knoxville County 2 to nothing in week one. That doesn't sound like a 2019 football score. That sounds like a, a baseball a, score. That is a baseball score. Devin Slugfest, they come out and score... Thirty-eight on West Point, beat them by ten.
0: I wonder how. What a turnaround uh, for Louisville. I wonder how practice went that week. I'm gonna say that <laughs> offense was more motivated than yeah. ever. Oh, I can guarantee you they were.
1: That's just a huge win because you know West Point. Uh, you know they obviously we. I believe in our high school football episode, we both picked West Point as most likely to repeat a state champion. Yeah, and again. Don't get me wrong. I
0: mean, they're not out of it. it. They're not out yeah. of it. This
1: isn't even a division game. Yeah. But still, for a team that we knew was going to be that talented, and then for Louisville to just come in, and from how I could keep up with it on Twitter, seemed like they never didn't have a firm grasp on the game. It seemed like the whole time Louisville just controlled the pace and you know the momentum of that football game. That's just an incredible win for me. And obviously Louisville's no slash for being a state champion, just like West Point. But honestly, I just would have picked West Point. So huge win for Louisville, and now West Point—they've got to turn right around and play Startville, who you know, next Mini week. Mini Egg Bowl. No, no, that was uh, that was last week. Mini Egg Bowl. Uh, uh, Oxford and Startville. Oxford. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. I don't
0: you're... know. I did. I think I did that last time. I don't know if I said it, but I thought it when you th- when you said West Point Startville. Yeah. I saw. I don't know.
1: But uh, well, I mean, that's just almost as big a game. Yeah. West
0: Point Startville is a
1: huge monstrous game every year. Uh, Where's it at this year? I believe this year. I believe this year it's in Startville. I believe last year it was in West Point. You're talking yeah, about was. over
0: lunch. Let's talk about the Startville game. They lost to Brandon, did they not?
1: Starville lost to Brandon week one. They come back and beat Oxford in the mini-egg bowl last week, 45-17. to Luke Altmyer is looking really good, quarterback there. Uh, I've seen some highlights. I've been talking to Robbie Falk, who covers Startville high school football. Uh, he's called into our uh, our Friday night fifth quarter scoreboard show. And Quick plug for that. If you're yeah. not listening on there, 1470 uh, WNAU Radio AM, or listen online at WNAU. Uh, 1470.com. We you got a really good show going over there. Uh, really excited with how it's going so far. We're in our second year, new uh, station. And, you know, Falk has said some great things about Altmaier. He tell, tell says about how is it. he's only a junior, but he's talking about how developed he looks as a high school junior. And I saw some highlights that got posted of Altmaier. I agree with him. He drops dimes, it, almost like any, because it, it's not just him having arm talent. He's stepping up. He's going through progressions. You see his head faking out safeties. It's just amazing that a high school junior is that progressing in his game. Watch out for Altmaier because we already knew how good he was, but he just seems to be getting even better and better, and that's what makes Startville so dangerous.
0: I mean, you got to – talking about Altmaier, quarterback, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but some of that stuff that you were saying that he does, that's coaching. That's coaching, and, and that's so also – got to give some of the credit up to the Starkville no coaches. No doubt.
1: Startville's built an incredible program over there, But and also not just coaching. Give credit to Altmaier, too, because he obviously had to get in the film room. He had to put in extra reps. He had to take 100% of the job seriously, especially as a high school kid because high school kids don't pick up those skills overnight. Yeah, no. Nah. You know, and now we can move down. We've talked about 4A, 5A, and 6A a little bit, the main things over there, except one more game, Tupelo and Corinth.
0: Yeah, before we move off to 5A, you know, going into the lower, I got to shout out, Satillo. I know you guys are 0-2. I haven't been to the game yet. I'm shouting you guys out though. I'm seeing what I'm seeing, you know, score-wise and a couple of highlights. Uh, y- y'all looking good, guys. Just keep keep fighting.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, don't yeah, don't forget uh South Tillo looks, you know, they take North Pontock to a 1 point game last week 7-6. Well, 76. I
0: heard that. It was 7 to 6, and my sources were telling me that well, it, they said we missed a PAT. And my sources were telling me that we did not miss a PAT. And I'm hearing that from credible sources. So They're saying that they They, called it miss, but it wasn't. But it wasn't, yeah. Interesting. Turn around and score 30 points against Amory. I don't care, you know. A a loss is a loss, but there is such thing as moral wins, in my opinion. And that is one of them.
1: This Salatillo team is definitely improving. But, you know, Tupelo and Corinth was a huge game last week. Corinth looked like they had control of the game for the most part, and then third quarter, uh, quarterback goes out for the whole third quarter with cramps. And even though, you know, they have – even though they have uh, Tam Patterson still, or is it Zach Patterson? There's two twins over in Corinth. can't remember which one graduates without looking at my sheet, and I don't have it with me. But one, the Patterson twins still there, obviously had a great game again. Carter Bonds, who averaged 20 tackles a, a game last season, which that is not a joke. He literally averaged 20 tackles a game last season. Uh, had a great game, I heard, as well. But, you know, third quarter, quarterback goes down. Tupelo took advantage they claimed a win on a field goal with uh, i believe 6 seconds left 38-35 huge win for Tupelo after losing to South Ponta uh, or South Panola last week. Question Sorry. for
0: you real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh bigger win for Tupelo or bigger loss for Corinth in that game?
1: Bigger win for Tupelo. Corinth Corinth uh had obviously they they beat Pontauk 28 to nothing uh and we'll talk more about Pontauk in a second, but Corinth, you know, we they we knew we we're going they were going to be a good team. And this is not a bad loss for them at all. It sucks because they lost in a heartbreaker to Tupelo last year, too. But this is not the end of the world for them. They they can hang their head if, you know, third quarter, our QB don't go down, we're probably winning this game because they had the control. Huge win for Tupelo. Much bigger win for Tupelo, though, because after losing to South Panola last week, they needed something to not start 0-2. They needed some momentum to start because, you know, before you know it, division play is going to be starting soon. So, huge win for Tupelo to get momentum over. They knew they beat a really good Corinth team. Now sitting at 1-1, one one, don't look, you have a good win right there. You feel a lot more confident going into division play where they're definitely going to need it because they play a tough slate, obviously. And then, you know, that about wraps it up. Uh, besides in foray, there's one thing uh, that interests me. The Pontoc schools. Uh
0: How are they shaping up?
1: You know, that's surprising to me. You know, Pontock always... Breeds talent at almost all their three schools. They're always competitive, it seems like, but so far, not looking too good for the Pontock schools. Again, two weeks in, can't jump to any conclusions, you know, but Pontock, the Pontock Warriors have not scored a point this far in the season. That's not lost good. Lost 28 to nothing twice, first week to Corinth, last week to Sinatobia, then lost uh, North Pontock, beating Saitillo by one. And again, Saitillo looks improved, but still a two win team from last year. Yeah. And then. They go and they get slaughtered by Water Valley, 36-7. to And South Pontac, South Pondtok, I believe, might have fallen to Houston the first week. Uh, you know, South Pondtok hasn't gotten off to a great start, not, not, not done anything just, you know, that really puts them as a standout team. You know, Pondtok football, you know, I'm sure it will recover a little bit. But right now, looking like it's down from previous years, which is so surprising to see from Pondtok football. Now, smaller schools. Let's move into 3-2-1. Oh, yeah, hey. oh, I'm going
0: to shout you guys out. I'm going to shout Peyton out real quick. If you, if you can't tell, this guy knows the stuff about the high school football. So, shout out his radio show again. Go call into the show. Those guys know what, what they're talking about. They're putting out great content. So, if you know, if you want to follow anything about high school football, go, go give them the listens on Friday night.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I really do. But in 3A, kind of like I thought at the start of the season, It's looking like Water Valley and Boonville, again, are looking like the teams around here to beat. Boonville obviously wins the Skunk Bowl uh, this past Friday. Big win uh, over a Baldwin team that looks much better from everything I've heard. Yeah, I'm hearing
0: that Baldwin does look a lot better this year. So,
1: again, uh, always a big win to win in a rivalry game because anything can happen. Water Valley, uh, they started off 2-0 again, beat North Pontot convincingly. Good win for them to start out. Team, not necessarily surprised, but just how well they've played the first few weeks, is Houston. Houston has played phenomenal. The biggest thing being uh, beating uh, Calhoun Central. or No, Calhoun Central, I'm sorry. Calhoun City, who, as most people around here know, is a remarkable two-way football program. Beating them by over three scores. Just impressive. The, the Hilltoppers have been very impressive to me so far. Uh, I believe I listed them in my top three teams on our radio show. We always do that segment at the end of the week. I believe I listed them number one in three A. They're just they're looking so good, and on offense and on defense, they won their division last year. And from what I've heard, they've got a lot of experience coming back. You know, I expect Houston, Boonville, and Water Valley to be in the mix to see who goes in three A, two A. We don't have as many 2A teams as you would think in our area. especially we really do yeah. With Baldwin dropping out, that that's a lot more.
0: 2A's an odd number.
1: Yeah. I Right now, in our immediate northeast Mississippi area, now there might be some in the northwest, but I don't keep up as well with that because that's not too far out for me. Calhoun City and East Union, again, looking like – they were the two best teams in our area last year in 2A. Looking like it again, East Union uh, loses – tough one they lost 40 to in new albany week one but new albany that's another team i didn't mention for a new albany looks pretty decent they lost itawamba ahs and ike chandler this past weekend 45 to 28 i believe was the final score there but new albany looks but i saw them in person i've seen east union twice myrtle and new albany once and new albany's defense looked pretty good offense did well as in that game I think New Orleans is going to be fine, and I think East Union is going to be fine because they rebounded beat a good, a pretty good 1A Myrtle team last week, and the offense went in fuego. They were on fire. Let me tell you, Ty Walton threw for six touchdowns over 300 yards passing. Dewan Hubbard leaps a man. I saw that video yeah, that you posted. scores three touchdowns that game. Colton Plunk scores four touchdowns, two on the ground, two in the air. East Union's offense just exploded the other night against – Myrtle, And give credit to Myrtle. Myrtle, you know, they hung him there. It was a one-score game midway through the second quarter. And in third quarter, you know, third quarter finally got out of hand. But A.I. Nugent and Elijah Thompson, they they combined for almost uh, 275 yards, I believe, of rushing offense. They took it to the East Union defense. uh, Warmed down after the first quarter. They scored three times. uh, Or... Yeah, scored three times in a, uh, over the span of the second third quarter in about 20 minutes. So, you know, Myrtle, they're going to be pretty good in 1A. They're going to do a lot of good things in 1A, I feel like, this year. And speaking of 1A, finally moving down, the, and that will wrap up a little bit with high school. Myrtle, obviously a big one. Biggersville still looks good. Kyle Holiday and TCPS is out for blood this year. They've been dropping 50 and 60 points on everybody. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, know that. they dropped fifth almost fifty, if not fifty, on TCPS uh, or on Tish County first week, and then last week uh, dropped. I know they dropped fifty last week.
0: As y'all can tell, I'm kind of learning along with our listeners. Yeah, not the, I'm not the hugest high school follower, but I, I mean, like you said, you know your stuff, so I'm kind of kind of learning with everybody else.
1: And let me tell you, Smithville, Smithville looks really good as well. Uh, Smithville beat Belmont twelve to ten week one. And then beat Hadley thirty-three to twenty-five last week. Hadley another good three A football team. Hadley, uh, not necessarily I would say a contender, but Hadley is going to surprise some people. They got Nick Washington who ran for three hundred yards this past week.
0: Where's the state championship this year? State championship, is it in Startville or is it in Oxford? I'm
1: trying to think of where it was last year. I believe it.
0: I want to say it was in Startville. I last believe
1: year. it might be in Oxford this year.
0: Nugget, uh, gold nugget, cousin cast live from Oxford. Yeah, during the state championships. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do interviews. Well, we'll. If you guys yeah. are listening, and you want that? Let us know. <laughs> find, we'll find <laughs> a way.
1: Yeah, try, try to reach out and find a way to do that. But in all seriousness, Smithville looks very, very good. Uh, you know, overall, we got a lot of good football, in Mississippi, again this year. Well, make sure do. Make sure you're tuned in with it, even if it's not through me and the radio show. Just keep yourself tuned in because there's. So much good football this year. So much good football. So many good teams.
0: Before we move on to college football, which I'm kind of sensing <clears> that we're about to, we've got big Cousin Cast news that has happened today. Wow. We've got big stuff. Do you want to do it or you want me to do it?
1: I'll let you do it. I, I just
0: I just talked your head off for about 10 minutes. Beginning today, Cousin Cast has received his first sponsor. Wow. First sponsor, people. And that sponsor is Kevin Connell's Hitting Academy.
1: Wow. Hats off to Kevin Connell and also... Such a uh, great guy, that guy. You know, he, uh, Kevin Connell, if you don't know who that is, that's the uh, uh, he's the assistant softball uh, coach, uh, third base coach for the Northeast Lady They're uh, doing great Lady things Tigers. here at Northeast. Oh, yeah, they that are. That softball team is Softball team is dominant. really building. And, you know, uh, we're Good excited stuff. to cover them. Yeah. And all the, we're going to keep covering all the JUCO sports, not just football. We're going to go into Especially basketball North and baseball East, and softball.
0: On this beautiful campus.
1: Absolutely. And... Really excited. Uh, so keep updated with us on that. But thank you to Kevin Connell and the softball program uh, for his and their support. But now we move into speaking up. Good segue into college. Uh, I got the new AP poll right here. And you got we'll, the then, new one? We, released we today? T- yeah. And this released a couple hours ago. Then we can talk about more about the Mississippi teams yeah, just in general. Let's do it. You want me to go 25 to 1 or do you want me to go 1 to 25?
0: I, I mean, I could probably tell you 1 to 20. Like, what? One's Clemson and two's Alabama. We'll go twenty-five to one. Yeah, I just do that. Iowa State, who barely won
1: mm-hmm, over Northern Iowa, so they dropped four won. spots. Nebraska, tw- who uh, barely won, drops. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa State tied at twenty-five. Sorry,
0: Scott Frost was big mad after that game. Uh, yeah, he was not happy.
1: Uh, Boise State moves into twenty-four after a win over Florida State. A comeback win.
0: That was a, That's a... That's a good good game for Boise State, and they deserve that ranking right there for sure.
1: No doubt about it. Stanford moves up two spots from 25 to 23 after a 17 to 7 win over Northwestern. Good win uh, to sustain there in Palo Alto. Uh, Washington State moves up one to 22. Syracuse moves up one to 21. Syracuse
0: I, beat Liberty when when Coach Freeze was in a hospital in bed. a hospital bed. We're not gonna go deep into that, mm-hmm. but let's move on.
1: Iowa, 20. Michigan State moves down one from 18 to 19. UCF moves down one from 18 to 17. Wisconsin jumps up two spots to 17. Who did they at, beat? At they beat USF after we talked about it. Oh, yeah, they killed game. them. 49 to nothing.
0: Jonathan yeah. Taylor ran for four touchdowns. You picked USF. Good pick, buddy.
1: Yeah. I, look, I expected Blake Barnett to play, and the offense played much better. They did not show Wisconsin up. or maybe that's murdered them. Wisconsin. Wisconsin looks better than I thought. Week one, obviously, but, you know. Oregon drops down five spots from 11 to 16 after Ooh. blowing it against Auburn. They did. They had that game won. And then they Bo the said, hand. no, they didn't. Penn State stays at 15. Washington drops down one to 14. Utah drops one down to 13. Texas A&M stays at 12. Florida drops three spots from eight to 11 after they didn't even play this weekend. That's how bad their game against Miami was. I mean, it was bad. I'm sorry. It was, very, it was very bad. bad. Man, I, I can't really argue with that. Auburn moves from 16 to 10, so Auburn's in the top 10.
0: I mean, it was a good win. It was a good was win, a really but big win.
1: not top 10. I would not say top 10. Yeah, probably like 12. I mean, they had to scratch and claw to get back in that game and win, only
0: because for some reason Oregon decided was,
1: not to play offense in the second half.
0: I would still put Auburn over Texas A&M, so I might even move Texas A&M down a couple slots, because, I mean, who they beat? I would not have moved. Here's what I would have done. Penn State could have stayed.
1: Washington... I wouldn't have moved them down. I would have probably put Auburn at around 12 or 13. I might have shifted. I don't know. I guess they'd have to shift down. I mean, 10's a good – 10's not a bad place for Auburn. I'm still not convinced they're a top-10 team. Bo Nix did not look good. Uh, He did on that last drive. On the last drive. But what does that matter when he plays, you know – uh, when he you know he's playing the Alabamas and LSU yes. and teams with much much better defenses. Oregon's defense didn't. I I will, I will say I was right about that. Oregon's defense looked much better than past Oregon defenses, but they just got war Eventually, you could tell they got gas from being on the field so much from Oregon not getting any offense sustained. Number nine, Texas. They move up one spot. Notre Dame moves up one spot to eight. And then we stay chalk the rest of the way. We stay Michigan 7, LSU 6, Ohio State 5, Oklahoma 4, Georgia 3, Alabama 2, and Clemson 1. Is there any surprises on that list?
0: That Georgia Southern's not receiving any votes from beating Tennessee. <laughs> Georgia State. Georgia State. See, that's how much I know about the team that Tennessee wow. lost to. They were 2-10 and ten
1: from the Sun Belt last season, picked to finish dead last. And they go in and
0: dominate Tennessee in Neyland. Let's give a round of applause for Peyton's, you know, for Peyton loving on Tennessee. Let's give him a round All of right, applause. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. great pick, look, great look, pick. That is uh, Tennessee is just that not is not a good. that is
1: a cold, cold take. Uh, now it looks like I admit, I admit now I thought Tennessee was going to be much better, uh, and they look much worse than last year. Like Steve Spurrier said, Rocky Top. Let's call him Rocky Bottom for the yeah, next couple of weeks till they yeah. win one. So I mean now. Look, can we talk about now here's the big topic for you. Okay. The SEC East is wide open. After Georgia's won. The second spot's wide open. I, I would at, no, after this week after this week, I would say Florida, even though Florida didn't look great, I would say Florida's locked in it too. So I don't see another team that's getting close to Florida. You're saying the three spots wide the open. The three spot the three through seven's wide open. Missouri I could lost. see I could see Vandy sweeping up and get the three seed. Missouri that's how lost. bad it is.
0: Missouri lost. To Wyoming,
1: allowed 300 yards of Wyoming on the ground. South Carolina lost. South Carolina lost to a bad North Carolina team in their first year under Mike Brown. Vanderbilt lost. Yeah, but to
0: Georgia. To Georgia. So right
1: now, I mean, Kentucky won. You know, they had to fight against Toledo. Yeah. So I mean, three through seven looks really bad in the East. SEC had a bad weekend. Can we agree on that? SEC had the bottom of the
0: SEC had a bad weekend. The bottom two mid. I mean. Because I mean, Auburn won the only top twenty-five matchup. Of the they way. did, but Texas then a m won, LSU won, Georgia won, Alabama but won. But what
1: things of substance? The only things that look, the only things that happened noteworthy was when the SEC looked bad, when State struggled against Louisiana Lafayette, when Ole Miss lost to Memphis, in a in a game where Memphis could only get thirteen offensive points. That shouldn't happen. Missouri loses to Wyoming. South Carolina loses to North Carolina. Tennessee loses to Georgia State. The SEC, you know, and I was a, you know, I'm a believer. SEC's best conference in football. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, I know it's only one bad week, but if things don't look better, th- that claim this year. I'm not saying for the future because I think for the future we'll sustain it too, but for this year it might move to a different conference because the bottom and mid-tier looks
0: so bad and I disagree. I, you disagree? Like The SEC is still the best conference. It's just sometimes they might get a little overhyped. This, There's the, only certain teams at any other conference that can come in the SEC and have a good record. It's just the conference as a, as a whole. When you
1: take out Auburn, Georgia, Bama, LSU, and Texas A&M, and maybe Florida – Tell me who looked impressive in their first game. But Florida didn't look impressive. it's the
0: first game. It, yeah, but... State it, won, but they didn't look impressive. Yeah,
1: but here's the thing. Even if it's the first game, there's no reason SEC SEC talent should be allowing 300 yards to Wyoming. There's no reason SEC talent should only score 10 points on a Memphis team. There's no reason SEC talent should allow 28 points to Louisiana Lafayette. There's no reason SEC talent should allow Georgia State to walk in and dominate them at home. I don't care if it's week one. I don't care
0: if it's neg- week negative one. It shouldn't matter. I mean, all your points are valid, but then again, it kind of seems like you hit the panic button a little bit. My hand's not on the panic button.
1: My my hand's not on the panic button it necessarily.
0: Like it, it sounds like it is.
1: There's a difference. There's a time in week one to panic, and there's er, there's a time in week one where you're overreacting, and there's a time in week one where you also have to make realistic looks. How there's mean- there's no way to shape it. Even if you want to take nothing else out of this weekend, there's no way to shape it around Tennessee flat out embarrassed the SEC because you couldn't say unlike Memphis or in Ole Miss where you say, "Oh, if Sam Williams doesn't get the rough in the passer, Ole Miss might win that game ten to seven because Memphis doesn't score their first uh, touchdown." It's not like Wyoming where you say, "Oh, if Kelly Bryant, you know, Kelly Bryant can't play offense defense, he played great on offense and threw four touchdowns, but he can't play defense." Tennessee on both sides of the football got embarrassed by a two and ten Sun Belt team last year.
0: How okay. So, there's 14 teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. How many won? Seven? Six? I think eight, maybe, because Arkansas. Wait, wait, okay. Uh,
1: we know Ol- those five, Ol- five Ol- ranked teams won. Ol- Ole Miss lost. Uh, South Carolina lost. Missouri lost. Tennessee lost. Vandy lost. Vandy lost. So, nine teams won. Only only one of them won against good competition.
0: Those I, I guarantee you, it may not be those nine teams but nine out of fourteen teams will be in a bowl game this year. And we're just in week one. So calm down. Uh I would I don't know, maybe eight. Arkansas.
1: Arkansas was one of those winning teams. I would say Tennessee probably don't make a bowl. Tennessee doesn't make a bowl. Ole Miss Arkansas, isn't
0: today I'm saying Ole Miss isn't gonna make a bowl. I'd still I'd still keep faith in Ole Miss and I'm not even an Ole Miss fan. I, no, it, calm it, down. No
1: no no, 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 no. No, but it's not it's not just that. I don't see us. I don't see six wins on the schedule, and that's not me overreacting. I'm just saying at this point, Memphis was one of the six, because I had us at six and six. Memphis was one of the six. I don't see us at six wins because now you can you can win the other three. You can win your other three non-conference. You can beat Arkansas and Vanity. you still got to beat one more SEC team to get in. And who are you beating? I mean, Missouri on the road is possibly manageable, but they beat – Wyoming beat Missouri by running 300 yards. We ran two and a half yards of carry last week.
0: Well, I hate to say this, you might win the Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl always winnable, no matter what. Maybe,
1: but I mean, you know, I right now I have more. For faith. For some
0: reason, y'all always play LSU good, always. Uh, except
1: the past few years,
0: I I'm not even an Ole Miss fan, and I'm still saying, you know, calm down. It's week one, week n- one. Let's I'm take not, deep n- breaths No, I'm here. not saying I'm not saying that Ole Miss disappointed me to my
1: extreme. I'm just saying, and that's a good segue into talking about. Yeah, let's go ahead State. And just yeah, I was gonna but, say the same thing. But this is a good segue. It's not that Ole Miss necessarily just disappointed me because I, you know, I I picked Ole Miss, but then I went on the scoreboard show Friday night and I picked Memphis. It's not that this loss just made me go, oh my gosh. It's that again, it's Week One, but you couldn't get a run game going in a scheme where the run is sixty-five percent of your play calls. The defense, the defense looked better. Give Mike McIntyre, that is much better. Don't get me wrong, I don't think there was absolutely nothing to take out of this. I'm not even saying, oh, we're the most garbage team in the SEC. All I'm saying is I just don't see six wins on the schedule now because I had Memphis penciled in as one of those wins. So
0: now I I don't see six wins on the schedule. Look, the guys and the coaches, they now have some film. They can go back and watch. They can go back and learn. The offense will get better, and the, de- the defense will get better. Mainly the main thing for Ole Miss I took away from week one, and
1: it's, you want to hear something that if I said this to you last year, if I said this to you all the way back in 2014, you'd probably slap me and say, "What are you talking about?" Ole Miss needs to throw the football more.
0: That's true. You know, I, I team, didn't watch the game. A team
1: that used to throw the football 70 to 75 percent of the time, we ran the ball 33 times compared to throwing it 19 times. We, we so we ne- we ran the ball nearly twice as much as we threw the football. We got to run. We got to throw the football more.
0: I was talking to an Ole Miss guy that I know of at church on Sunday, and he said that Corral. That he didn't look very good. Corral didn't look great. Uh, he, had he said it, something about how his he was trying to throw it side armed and all this stuff on the he, run. He was trying to throw on the run a lot.
1: Um, he, he needs of course, to calm down. And, but that's also offensive line looked like the worst unit on the field for either team last week uh, on Saturday against Memphis. The offensive line looked putrid. And again, it's freshmen, so I'm not overreacting. I'm just stating the fact they looked putrid. Not saying they're not going to prove, but that was just a really, really bad performance. Corral barely had any time. I didn't like the play calling. Uh, it was almost every drive. It was run on first and second down, and then throw it on third. It didn't matter if it was third and one or third and twenty-seven. You were going to throw the football on third down after you ran it twice. What's well, the pro students. style
0: offense? Am I right? No, it's his zone.
1: It's a, it's a zone read offense. Zone read. Maybe Corral
0: and that's wasn't another the Right
1: reads. And, and it might have. He's young. And it might have been because. Corral barely ran the football on, on those designed runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you know, it could have been just called runs where he yeah. said, hey, hand the ball off. But in his own read offense, Corral, I don't know if he kept it on a read option once. And I'm saying that with all seriousness. I don't know if he did. And I wasn't a big fan of the play calling, not just in that, but also just look back at the most key moment of the game. Well, your defense got a huge stop. Memphis makes a great punt. You're at the two yard line. You call a play action pass in your own end zone. I don't, I don't get that. And then Phillips misses his blocking assignment. Uh, and on a stunt, he misses his blocking assignment. Corral gets sacked in the end zone, and then our defense is too tired to get a stop after that. You know, obviously week one, so not just players. Coaches will improve. But Rich Rod will definitely have to do much better if we want to get an SEC win next this week against Arkansas. But let's move on to state now.
0: Move on to the Bulldogs. Listen, the offense looked really good, in my opinion. They looked better than – I didn't get to watch it, but I heard Stevens looked really, really good. He looked really good. I feel like we made the right choice. KT is coming back. Did you hear that? Yeah, and great for State. That's that's huge for him and for us, so we don't have to throw a true freshman out there. And
1: also, just for morale. Yeah. You know know Thompson's got so many friends on that team, so many guys that, you know, they were – not necessarily rooting for anybody, but they felt so bad for KT when he lost the job. So for him to say, you know, what, I'm going to stick it out for a year, with my boys, and not transfer—that's big for state.
0: I hope he gets. Any, I hope he gets playing time this week. at Southern, you know, does some good stuff, and the applause, is, you know, going cowboys are going for him. I hope that. I hope that for him. Well, and you also, but at the same time, as a state fan, I'm sure
1: you don't want to see him play in four games this year or more than four games because yeah, you want him to be able to shirt. Yeah, yeah.
0: But um, for the game this week, I think the offense looked good. Colin Hill looked great. Um, receivers, receivers, receivers look good. I don't rem- remember just a cold drop we had all game. So that's positive. Which is great for y'all yeah. for last year. That's positive. So the offense, I think the offense is just, just continue and get better, continue to get better. But now as any Mississippi State fan knows, the defensive side did not look great. And I feel like we're missing out a little bit. We had a two, I can't remember when it all came down, but I mean, we had three or four three and outs that were big, that were crucial. And we got the game up to about 35-14 to 14 right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I was telling my dad, okay, we need to, you know, get a stop and pull away. And we could just never find a stop. And I kind of think that was a little fatigue. I don't know. But I just don't want state fans to just be like, oh, our defense is terrible. Because, yeah, obviously it didn't play good. But we just we just need to find a way to make the stops when we need them most. Uh, another thing, our tackling didn't look very good. I, I hope that they can get that fixed. Um, defensive line didn't get great pressure, and like Moorhead said after the game, I mean, Johnson, C- <coughs> Jonathan Simmons, Jonathan Abram, Jeffrey Simmons, Monty. Th- those guys aren't coming back, so our defense just got to find an identity of what they're good at. I feel like uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette is they're good running. They got three great running backs. Everybody knew that going in, and yep. they ran the ball well. Which I mean, it's fine. We wanted to stop it a little bit better, but I think the main part of that is that we only had. We only had two linebackers. We run a four-two-five, but Willie Gay was suspended, so it's just Leo Lewis and Errol Thompson. Uh, who? What major players got suspended? I know Gay it was, was just, one of them. It was just. I can't remember. I know Willie Gay, and there was one more defensive lineman. N- now are the? They're suspended for next week too. Probably. It's eight games, and I think we actually get to pick the games. Wait, they're suspended for
1: eight games. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's that's big. That's big, especially Gay being one of them. But I feel like. For the linebackers' sake, once they would break the line, because our defensive line did not play very good. Once those running backs would break, running backs would break that line, it's left up to the linebackers. And just towards the end of the game, I feel like those guys got tired because they were playing basically every snap. So, I, as a Mississippi State fan, I definitely need to see improvement on the defensive side of the ball, more so the front seven. Now, the the secondary looked pretty good in the pass coverage. They look, I can't remember how many. I know we had one interception. I think we may, maybe we had two. But they had some pass breakups. They look good down the field. It's just the main thing was that front seven. Obviously, we're not going to be as good as we were last year. We all know that. But we just got to find a way to get the stops when we need them. And, you know,
1: like you said, make sure fans act rationally. I, I want you to know, yeah, I talk in a tone like that. But let me tell you, I'm not just making these statements today. I have thought all weekend because, you know, I thought, Obviously, Saturday, I thought unrationally. You know, I came out and I was telling my girlfriend, I said, this is the worst Ole Miss offense I've seen since I've been 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 a fan. Yeah, she did. And, you know, I mean, it might be. We haven't seen. But at the same time, I told myself, you know, it's week one. It could improve. I don't think it's going to improve too much. I mean, you you make your biggest improvement from week one and week two, but that also doesn't mean you're just going to come out and be superstars. So, I think we saw a lot of what we're going to get, but I think it can improve. But – what I say about the SEC, I do believe that to be true. I think this year, there's going to be some conferences uh, that are going to challenge, you know, the SEC top to bottom overall, being a better conference. Uh, I Big still Twelve,
0: think the SEC gets two teams in.
1: I Georgia, and Bama. Look, it's still tough to say. Uh, you, you know, obviously, Bama and Georgia are going to have great shots.
0: Pac-12 took a huge hit this uh, this week. They did. Oregon, Oregon. The Pac-12 needed Oregon to win. Now, now uh, I think
1: now I think they're gonna root for Washington to win. Uh, is you know they'll never say it, but Washington looked really good with Jacob Eason under quarterback, and uh, you know any team that goes undefeated from the Pac-12 is probably gonna get in.
0: Um, Jalen Hurts w- looked really good at Oklahoma. He
1: looked really good at Oklahoma. It must be something Lincoln w- Riley puts in the water. I don't know. Uh, but you know right now, uh, Oklahoma is definitely a contender. Ohio State's uh, looked great with Justin Fields. Uh. Memphis, Michigan, Michigan struggled. Looked good. They look they they struggled with Middle, Middle Tennessee for about a quarter and a half, and then they pulled away. I uh, thought they looked good. You
0: know, highlights are that's all.
1: Yeah, they didn't they didn't look bad, but you know, at the same time, I'm st- I would still pick Ohio State over them. I just think Ohio State has their number. So right now, Clemson. I would say the biggest contenders are Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Notre Dame. Uh, those are the nine teams that I would say right now. All right, these are our college football playoff contenders, but uh, you know, I think this is about a good place to yeah, wrap it up. I think, you, that,
0: I think we've had a good, good day of discussion. No doubt about it. And Jackson any final words? Uh, no, but then again, I want to shout out uh, Coach Connell and giving us his encouragements and his sponsorships. And maybe, maybe this will start. Whoops! Maybe this will start a train, Peyton. Maybe we'll, train. Just, maybe we'll just maybe we'll get some more sponsorship lined up. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be kind of awesome. You, you can hope for the best. Uh, keep working hard. We need. We need. We can only do so much, fans. We need you guys to spread the word for us as well. We're trying our best, but I mean, if you enjoy our stuff, go ahead and tell a friend, tell a family member. You know, we would really appreciate it. Absolutely. Also,
1: make sure you tune with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Facebook cousin cast, Instagram cousin cast, and Twitter at cast cousin. We will be back later this week to talk about week two, college football, give predictions and preview of that. For Jackson Finch, I'm Peyton Taylor. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.